0: Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. I'm excited to chat with my guest today, Amanda Myers. She's gonna talk to us about the concept of visual content. And I don't mean video, but visual content. You'll know what I mean in a minute when I bring her on. Amanda is a freelance photographer. She specializes in pets and product photography. Now she's got two prongs in her business. Her photography site is astylephotography.com, and at createmeow, like the cat, M-E-O-W, createmeow.com, she focuses on stock photography and inspirational quote photos. That makes it easier and quicker for small businesses to get seen on social media. So Amanda is going to give you a different perspective today about content from that standpoint of visual content. Welcome, Amanda.
1: Thanks for having me today. Oh,
0: you're welcome. Thanks for coming. So here's another thing. I like sharing some fun facts about my guests. And to get us started, Amanda, I understand that you've been photographing since you were a little girl. Tell us about how you got
1: started in photography. Like, how old were you? I was 13. I started using my mom's old Pentex K1000. So it was a film camera, completely manual. And I started photographing my aunt's dogs and my cat and flowers and ducks and everything in nature. So that
0: just started a whole passion for you. Yep. And then you decided to take that into a career. How did that come about?
1: I actually thought I was going to go to school for graphic design. Mm -hmm. And when I was going to different schools to check them out, one of them had a photography department and studios and dark rooms and everything. And that's the one I chose to go to. I switched my major to photography with a double minor in art and graphics. They pulled everything all together there.
0: It's still in the arts, still similar field. So Amanda and I were talking in a mastermind that we're both in. Kelly McCauzy is the one who facilitates that mastermind. And she came up with a very interesting prompt, which led to some brainstorming here with Amanda. And Amanda came up with some content that looks like this. Do you have the right photos, the right photos for your website, the right photos for your branding, the right photos for product images? And that led to a whole bunch of different content. So let's have a talk about that, Amanda. What were your thoughts when we were talking about Do you have the right photos?
1: My first thought was about product photos, because that's what I specialize in photographing products of all different types, pet products and Products for Amazon. If you're putting your product in the Amazon, they want that first image to be on the white background. And then they want a few images, like lifestyle images, showing so you can see the size of the object. And then they even want a video. So that's new. Now everybody's into video. They want to show the product in use. For example, if it's a dog harness or a dog collar, first they want a picture of it by itself on pure white. Then they want a picture of it actually on a dog so you can see the size and see how it looks in real life. If it's a product for human, for example, a subscription snap box, they want a picture of the snack by itself, but then they want it in a backpack or in a lunchbox or open. So you can actually see with a bite out of it. They want to see it in real life. They want to see more than just the picture, just the wrapper. With products you want to show more because being online, you can actually see it in person. You So you want to see how it looks a lifestyle photo.
0: That's really interesting. I've noticed that there are more and more videos on Amazon products, but I didn't realize that they were actually requiring that.
1: They're not requiring it, but I think your product looks better if you have a video. And I think that puts you better in the ranking.
0: So I'm thinking in terms of some of the physical products that the audience here might have like coaches, that would be things like health coaches may have some products like spices like healthy bars or protein bars and things like that so what you're saying is that if they're going to sell those on amazon that first picture has to be against a white background
1: yes and then if they're also going to sell it on their website They'll want different photos because they'll want like a horizontal, like more of a skinny banner for at the top. And Mm -hmm. then if they're going to put it on Pinterest, you want more of a vertical image. But if you're going to put it on like Instagram or Facebook, you want more of a square image. So really when you're shooting, you need to shoot all the different formats of the same shot so you can use it in multiple places.
0: Yeah. And I've noticed over the years that the size requirements for some of those platforms change, like Pinterest has changed over the years, and it seems like Facebook has changed over the years. So making sure that you've got the right size image for what platform you want to go on is really important. How do you keep track of that?
1: I try to do a vertical, horizontal, and a square of everything, but then if somebody needs that long skinny banner for the top, that's even wider than the normal shot. It helps if you know what the person wants ahead of time. Do they use Pinterest? Do they want the vertical or do they just want all squares? Or do they want a variety and a little bit of everything?
0: So if somebody is going to take their own photographs, let's say they're using their own camera and they're creating their own images. Then the question becomes,
1: do you have the right composition? And if you need the three different versions, you might have to lay out the objects three different times to make it fit better into a square, fit better into a vertical or fit better into a horizontal or the wide and skinny banner. And what about the lighting? Do you have the right lighting? Yeah, there's all different types of lighting Do do more flat, bright, even lighting to really show off the product. Or with food, you could actually kind of backlit it to give it more that shadow, a little bit more dimension and depth. And then a lot of people like to shoot at the golden hour of sunset or early morning light because the harshest light is in the middle of the day from 10 to 2. So that's where you get those really dark shadows and really bright. So I think it's better early morning or late afternoon.
0: If we've got a physical product or if we want to do our own branding pictures, Or maybe you just want to take pictures and then put some quotes on them or something like that. Are you saying that there's just all these different things to think about?
1: It's probably better to leave it to a professional. It is. That would be a good idea because then if you had them do that, then you can focus on what you do best. So spend your time on what you enjoy. And then if you don't like doing your accounting, have someone do the accounting so you can spend your time on what you love doing. That's a really
0: good point. If you're spending all of this time getting the perfect photos, doing the right photos, showcasing yourself, showcasing your business, showcasing your products, and you're spending all that time doing that, when you could turn that over to a professional who does it quickly, beautifully, And with all the right dimensions in terms of the composition, the lighting, everything, then you could spend that time doing the coaching. You could do that creating more content, more text or video or whatever you do to teach your audience. It really does speak to outsourcing is probably a very important thing for content creators, you're creating visual content. You're the professional doing that. If you do it for other people, that allows them to free up time to do what they do, what their brilliance is.
1: Yes. And I do outsource some of my writing because I would rather be taking the pictures than doing the writing. I just want the photo to say everything. But I know for Google and social media and the SEO, you need to have all the words too. Exactly. So it's important to think about
0: what's your brilliance? There are stock photos that you can get. Amanda, you even have your own Create Meow is your stock photo shop.
1: Yes. So I have different bundles of ready to go. And there's a variety of different photos. I've been doing monthly ones where they have a theme and there's all different ones in there. There's some pet ones, but then there's some just nature, then there's some just school supplies. So it's a wide variety of different photos that I put in there. I take them for fun and being creative. A couple days ago, I went, because it's Halloween time here, and there was a Halloween boardwalk where they had lanterns. Kids and all different people carved them, and it was cool to walk along the boardwalk. I brought my camera, of course, and I did lots of photos of all the different jack-o'-lanterns for fun. That's really cool.
0: So Amanda takes all these pictures and then you edit them. You make sure that they look beautiful on a website. Then I think you also superimpose quotes or sayings and things like that on those photos as well. So that all you have to do, all the content creators here have to do would be just pop those into something like Canva, put a branding on it, and then Upload that right to your website. Saves so much time.
1: Yes. Kind of like the PLR articles. You start with that and then you want to mix it up and add some of your own. So take Mm -hmm. some photos of yourself or have a professional take photos of yourself and take some behind the scene photos. Have a mixture.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a really good analogy of stock photo is like, label rights or done for you content that's written. And sometimes they do have some images, but they're usually stock photos that are free that anybody could get a hold of. What you are providing is really unique. You have a lot of pets and you have other themes. You have a lot of nature on your website.
1: Yes. I have a lot of sunflowers and I have a set with roses and a keyboard and a coffee cup and a mouse. And I left some empty space in there for you to add a title.
0: Okay. So when you say title, you mean like a title for? Of
1: an article or for a class or some kind of tip or you can add your own for on social media, add your own text in there.
0: Okay. So it could even be something that you use on the top of a blog post or course. And basically anywhere that you need to use digital images. All right. I love it. Tell us, Amanda, if you were to summarize some of the most important things to think about when content creators are thinking about the images that they use on their website, what would you say are some of the most important things to keep in mind?
1: I think they just need a bunch of colorful, bright, happy visual elements Break up the words. People have a short attention span. So that's why it helps to have a quote on a photo because you can just read a few words on top of a photo and then just read a paragraph near it. Break it up. Especially bullet points, make headings. But visually, people want to glance at things really fast and get the meaning of it. If you see a web page that has nothing but text all over it,
0: it's boring. Yes. And when you've got the vivid images that help accentuate what the text says, that definitely makes it stand out.
1: You want it to have it in the right format because depending on where you want it, it might need to be square, vertical, or horizontal. So if you shot it the opposite way and you try to put it in this template, it's not going to fit. For example, I had a client who... I asked her what format she said she wanted. And she said she just wanted squares for Amazon. And then after I did the whole shoot and everything, and I just focused on that, she came back and she needed a really long skinny banner. And I had stacked everything in squares because she wanted it for Amazon. And then I had to do another, I had to reset up all my lights and reset up all the props. And I had to shoot again with everything lined up long and skinny for the top banner. So it helps to know what format you want it to go to or shoot all the different formats. vertical, horizontal, square, and you can shoot wide so that you have room to crop in. And speaking of shooting wide, I work part-time at a local camera store and so many people come in and when they took photos like of a group shot and when they shot it, they filled up the whole image. People are all the way to the edge, but then they went at eight by 10 And when you shoot with a normal, like a DSLR camera, where you can change the lenses or the normal camera format, the aspect is a two by three. So the whole image is actually an eight by 12. So if you're trying to go in a standard eight by 10 frame, you actually lose an inch on each side. So you lose a person on each side. When you're doing a group shot, you need to step back and shoot wider and think that you'll crop an inch off of each side. Because the frames don't match up with the photo size for that. Wow. And, and different cameras shoot in different formats. Like some do the two by three ratio, but then more of like a point and shoots, instead of getting like a four by six, you get a four by 5.33. Three. That's a crazy mm-hmm. odd Always want to shoot a little bit wider so that you have room to crop to print, fit in the standard frame. Otherwise you'll have to pay extra to get it custom framed. Wow. That's a really good tip. I didn't really realize that. I guess I'm
0: not usually the one who's behind the camera (laughs) taking the group photos, but that's a really good tip because now that we're out and back into retreats and networking events and people often will take group shots and post those, if you really want to do it right, make sure you've got some space on either side.
1: Yes. Step back. If you want to print it or depending on what format you want to go into it, you don't want to lose the people on the edges. Okay. Are
0: there any other great tips you can give us for taking our own pictures right now? I know we talked about lighting. We talked about what is the size, the most important size. What is something else that you could share with us as far as a tip for taking our own photos? Take
1: multiple images, especially of a group shot, because if there's 50 people, you might have to take 10 shots to get everybody's eyes open in the same photo. That, or you might have to photoshop and add open eyes from shot one into shot four to get a shot with everybody with their eyes open.
0: OK. Multiple images. Yes. That's great. I actually just started thinking about something. There are some people who really can't access the visual aspect on a website because of a disability. What would you recommend for
1: text? Yeah, I would put like a description of the photo or you could type the quote if it had a quote or maybe your headline you could type that in.
0: So the alt text is something that we should be familiar with and make sure that it's on the website, photos especially, that it has that description so that people who are using those visual readers, that reader can figure out what that picture is so the person doesn't miss out on that added aspect on your website.
1: Yes. And it's also good for Google to get more keywords in the search. Right. Because pictures
0: are searchable. Yes. Okay. And circling back, if you really are in need of lots of images, just go with stock photos. Go with stock photos like Amanda's that are beautiful. They're all different sizes. You can resize them. You can just pop on your branding, your URL, and boom, you've got social media images that you could use on Facebook, on Instagram, or basically any of those platforms. And you can use them on your website. Is there anything else, Amanda, that we should know that content creators should know about visual images for the website, images for social medias, or anything else that we didn't touch on that you think that people should know about
1: for social media it's helpful to have your branded colors picked out if you want to pick your favorite couple colors and be consistent and throw those colors in so when people see that kind of color palette it flows and they think of your company and like with your logo if you can get like the hex color codes so then you could use that exact same color in your titles or in your border colors so everything is consistent flows together
0: That's a great tip. The consistency of the branding colors throughout your font colors, or if you're actually trying to create some of those beautiful Instagram grids, having a lot of the same kind of colors in the composition of the picture is, you're saying that's a good thing to have as well.
1: Yes. So everything flows and works together.
0: So it's not clashing. The last picture doesn't clash with the next picture. I love that. All right. Thank you. So before we wrap up, I
1: know you've got a gift for the listeners. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. I'm giving away a pack of 52 stock photos with inspirational quotes on them. And they're of clouds. Some of them say, inspire others. What are your goals? Hope, do it now. And they're all sized 1080 by 1080 pixels. So they're perfect and ready for you to put on Instagram or Facebook, ready to go. And with 52 of them, you could do one each week. And then like you could pick a day. Maybe every Wednesday you put a cloud photo. But then on Tuesday, you put a product photo. On Monday, you do a photo of you with your cat. On Friday, you can do a tip with school supplies or office supplies. You could create yourself a pattern. That's great. Yeah. So 52 photos with these
0: inspirational quotes on them. All right, so I will include the link for all of that as well as both of Amanda's websites in the show notes. This has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your brilliance today, Amanda. Thank you. Great to talk to you. And thank you to all the listeners that are tuning in today. Now, don't forget to get over to Amanda's website and pick up that gift. And be sure to tune in next week to She's Got Content podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just-right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she's got content.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world.